The Profane Argument is a podcast for secularists, freethinkers, agnostics, and atheists. We discuss topics that we think are relevant to non-believers. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the 18th episode of the Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. And we're going to start this week, I actually, uh, not, a, not a retraction per se, but I wanted to comment, uh, I had made comments on Ivanka Trump's speech and the fact that she was giggling throughout it, right, <laughs> last time, yeah. and how there was nothing really funny in it, but she seemed to be giggling in between sentences for no apparent reason, and I said it sounded like she might have been on, on dope, and you know, she's just... <laughs> in any case, I watched since... Uh, I watched the Chelsea speech uh, before she introduced Hillary onto stage. And Chelsea did the exact same thing. <laughs> she had a very goofy <laughs> smile on her face. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. To me, Chelsea looks a little hot. She kind of looks like a human Muppet. <laughs> I mean, shes I have no problems with Chelsea. And, you know, that, but something about the way her mouth is shaped that gives me that impression. She's a very Chelsea, round the dog-faced girl. <laughs> oh. uh, I remember that from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> but in any case, she did, it, she did it as well. She would say something about her mother, and then in between the sentences, she'd do this <laughs> like little <laughs> laugh. That didn't uh, so it's a little nervous giggle thing. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's are, what it is. You're talking to millions of people, and it's not something you do on a regular basis, so. Right. It could, it easily could just be a little bit of a nervous tick or something, and she did that to, and, and she did, gave a fine speech. It wasn't anything mm-hmm. wrong with it. So I singled out Ivanka about it. I figured, well, okay, we'll make up for it because this was not only Ivanka. Anyway, just wanted to mention that. So the first news item that we have that we were going to discuss is a religious exemption that has been put into law, both Mississippi and Tennessee, that allows doctors to opt out in treating individuals if they believe that said treatment would go against their religious beliefs. I mean, does that include if they are in danger of dying? They can just let them die? No. From what I have read, there is an exemption within the exemption that uh-huh. says that this does not apply to, you know, life-endangered situations, uh, emergency room-type situations at all. But it is it is generally just in doctor's office, you know, in the practice that they would normally have. If they get to a point where they... Really, it's it's wide open after that, though. So there's the Hippocratic Oath. They have to follow that. But they can easily just say, okay, you have to seek another doctor now. I'm actually okay with this. I'm super up. I'm pro this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I wish I wish they would have put this into law sooner. Because this is a great way to weed out a crappy doctor. <laughs> yeah. I would never want someone who puts, you know, their faith above being a doctor work uh, operating on me for any reason. Yeah, I don't want somebody who has Bronze Age beliefs using a scalpel on me. <laughs> <laughs> Or a I would actually like, oh, thank God you told me this. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> well, I find it hard to believe there would be that many physicians that would actually believe that. I mean, by definition, they are scientists. They have to be. I don't know ben about Carson. that. 
I'm sure there's some, but I would say that the the prevalence is lower, though, of highly religious physicians. I would agree. I I mean, this can't be something that the doctors in these states were pushing for, were they? Or how did this come up? I can't imagine. No, it's just a wedge issue, because then if doctors can do it, then cake makers can do it. It's that whole argument. I thought cake makers could do it already now in these states. Um, Maybe in these states. Oh, no, I thought that was – no, not the – I think it's North Carolina. Uh, but I think they again. Karen's right. It's 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 one of these. Yes, if this can be you know illegal, then why not this? Then why not this? And then they can slowly break down. So that part is negative. But yeah, I don't want any creepo who's like, oh, but the Bible says you shouldn't be doing that. I can't help you. I'm like, you're right. You can't. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Nor should you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I happen so, uh, to know that my our. our the dentist that we go to, both of them are a fairly religious couple, but you'd never know it, and they never pray over your teeth. You know, it, it's <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's hard. Uh, I mean, in, in in America, it is definitely difficult to go find a dentist who doesn't who is an atheist. I mean, <laughs> you're really restricting down who you can go to at that point. <laughs> True, but it, it's not part of their their professional practice it's their personal life i mean there's no I, I don't even know how i know on it off the top of my head i do know they're fairly religious but there's nothing in the office to indicate that right and the, you're right the two just shouldn't mix right it's it's irresponsible and unprofessional so tell that to ben carson i say again yeah, yeah. he almost won got the president and he's a neuroscientist Neurosur- uh, neurosurgeon? Brain surgeon. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and he believes that ba- Obama has Congress with the dark one. <laughs> he said it <laughs> on tape. I, I I don't doubt it. I guess I I just I I would I would uh, you know downplay how close he was to the presidency. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I, I don't understand why a law is necessary for this because if you're an extremely religious person and, and you know and a gay person comes into your office, you can why can't you just say look I'm I'm, I'm uncomfortable with your lifestyle and I'd prefer to not be your doctor? What because then they can sue you. <sighs> now they can't sue you. Hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. So upon question, uh, there was a question posed to one of the lawmakers that wouldn't it serve to reason that this law would also pertain to atheist doctors and nurses who could refuse to treat patients because of their religion? And Frank Danforth, Republican in Mississippi, said, no, 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 that isn't the point of the law at all. The law is (laughs) to protect doctors and nurses who follow the teachings of God and our Lord Jesus Christ from having to treat patients who practice unholy lifestyle. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's not the way it was written. (laughs) Right. This bill passed or this bill has been put forward? Passed. It is a law. Wow. Yeah, but it's one more reason to stay out of Mississippi. There are so many. <laughs> I know. They just no, don't ever want me to visit. <laughs> what also conflicts with the Affordable Care Act and a couple of other things, Medicaid, all kinds of stuff. So it's it's nonsense and it'll be overturned. Yeah, it'll be struck down as quickly as it can be, I would imagine. But, mm. wow, it, I mean, it was fast. And not just in Mississippi, but in Tennessee as well. Yeah, again, not another. Not another state known for its progressiveness. Yeah. But unlike Mississippi, I would like to visit Nashville at some point. So it does still have a draw. (laughs) Make it a quick trip. (laughs) I give all those states a wide berth if I'm driving. Stick to the coast. It's not so bad there, yeah. Yeah. 
No way. North Carolina's terrible. Yeah. One of the worst. Mm. Yeah, but they had that voter ID thing struck down. They did. Thank God. There were a couple of them. And not only that, they... Oh, the election's coming up. I was like, are they trying that again? And I was, of course they are. It's... Oh yeah, a Republicans get more votes tactic. Yeah, well, I, I like the, the the way it was struck down and the 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 wording in it was that basically said you went out and figured out you you pulled the records to find out um, who voted the most Democratic and then you figured out a way to exclude those people. I mean, it was really specific in how they did it and the documentation and it was all very you know. I believe they used the word surgical precision. Yes, surgical precision <laughs> in targeting blacks. <laughs> And not subtle about it at all. Yeah, it, it was really blatant. And they thought they could get away with it. Not this nope. time. <laughs> Thank goodness. In related news to the Mississippi stuff, so over in Arizona, I don't know how this is actually in the news. It doesn't really seem to be all that newsworthy. But yet, it it showed up in the atheist, in the, like the Twitter th- stuff that I follow and uh, and on Reddit, that an Arkansas shop owner ordered a lesbian couple who was in his store to stop holding hands while in the store. According to Jessica Perkins and Ashley Looper, uh, Ashley said that her reaction was, excuse me, we weren't doing anything except trying to spend money. Mm. We weren't being derogatory. We were simply holding hands. And <laughs> apparently he was at the shop owner, Salyers, I guess is his name, his last name. He said they were loving on each other a lot and holding hands, and they pretty much did it the whole way through the store. So, yeah, being loving and holding hands, apparently that's wrong. If he's doing this with, you know, straight couples couples as well, he he doesn't like PDA. All right. Uh That explains a little. I just don't think that's it. Because he goes on to say, I felt like they were just doing something that was inappropriate to have kids around. Uh, The old protect the children. Yeah. Yeah. Our most precious commodity. That and police officers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's funny because it's true. He said, I was as polite as I could be and said, please don't do it while you're in the store. I didn't ask them to leave and I didn't escort them out. So he's a real humanitarian there. He really is. He's very generous. He just wanted to let them know that he felt uncomfortable. And, just and that they case, should adjust their behavior to make him happy. Right. And just in case you might think, you know, all right, he's not. He's just asking them to not, you know, do that in the store. He follows it up by, I'm a family man. So I want this to be a family store. It's like I wouldn't want to take my kids to a strip club. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> how, so how are these yeah. things related? I don't have any idea. They apparently they were doing a whole lot more than old hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what constitutes being a family? Are you and Karen a family? Yes. Yes. But you don't have any kids, though, right? No. Well, I don't know if you're a family then. Uh-huh. Ian, you're a family. You have a kid, right? Yeah, but I think Kelly and I were a family before our kids. I think uh, our family just expanded when we had Owen. Yeah. Well, do you ever hold hands in public? Uh, not anymore, but before, <laughs> when we still loved each other. <laughs> we did all the time. Oh, I wasn't sure if like, if, if, two, if a man and a woman were sitting there holding hands like that, if that would be like, hey, that's not family values either. I'm just trying to that's, figure out what a family is. I mean, that's like taking your kids to a strip club, seeing a man and woman hold hands. Well, what about if it's a, a president and a, and a Saudi royal? How about if they're holding hands? <laughs> what if it's a presidential nominee cupping his daughter's ass on stage? Ooh, that, yeah. was, that was creepy. Yeah. What, it wasn't quite cupping his daughter's ass. Holding it, was, it was close. that direction. But. <laughs> he, was, he had what his if, hands on her hips. Yeah. 
Yeah. He sacrificed not wanting to do it to you know for the embarrassment. Another Trump sacrifice. <laughs> what if it's President Bill Clinton and Bob Dole? If you can think of a better way to exchange proteins, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> nice. Close minded right. people. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm with Ray. I don't know how that's news. It doesn't surprise me because it's Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I'm glad no one was hurt. Uh, clearly, <laughs> this guy's just disappointing. He is a disappointing person. They have really confusing strip clubs in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you haven't taken Owen to one yet? <laughs> not, not one of these crazy Arkansas strip clubs. They hold hands in those places. <laughs> they do. <laughs> the girls come out, they hold hands. They snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> they pantomime shopping and then they leave. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so the next one. Okay, yep. so our, our next topic is we can't not talk about Trump, apparently. Uh-huh. Um, but since we kind of already brought up somebody who's, who's running for president, Jill Steins, uh, she represents the Green Party and is running for president. Uh, she got into a little bit of trouble with some groups when she sent out a tweet that said, There is no evidence linking autism with vaccines. Let's do more to support autistic people and their families. Okay, that's a... That's a great tweet. She immediately deleted that tweet. Why? And retweeted, I am not aware of evidence linking autism with vaccines. Ooh, wishy-washy. So she changed from there is no evidence to I am not aware of evidence. Both are true. That that is true. Yeah. One is a little wishy-washy, though. (laughs) Right. One's like, I'm going to lose the crazy vote. (laughs) Yeah, the the crazy vote isn't voting green anyway. Well, right. That's right. true. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Well, libertarians and, and the such, not to say that the she's, I know she's running green and Gary Johnson's libertarian, but they are a special kind of crazy themselves. They they are a colorful bunch. They have some unique platforms, and I'm surprised to see their presence growing at the rate that it is. I support it. I don't support the party itself, but I support having more than a two-party system. I agree, but have you ever seen one of their conventions? It's like watching Burning Man. <laughs> Which one? Um, green or libertarian? Libertarian. Okay. Really? I've never. I've never. Se- oh God! Yeah. It's it's like Comic Con. Ah, I'm gonna get on board for this whole libertarian thing. <laughs> You're selling me on it. As I long as you don't think with blind people having driver's license, by all means, be a libertarian. <laughs> I am curious about that. I think they made a movie about that called Son of a Woman." <laughs> I don't know. So why retract her tweet? And who is mad at her? So the people that are mad at her, initially, she got a little bit of backlash from the anti-vaxxers. Okay. Well, they're and, wrong. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she got a lot more backlash from several people in the scientific community, because why would you switch that? Why would you say you're not aware? And then she got a lot of backlash from posting that there are real questions about vaccine safety and we need to look at that, and we can't just assume the vaccines are all safe. Well, I've I've heard this before, and I actually bought it for a little while. That well, go ahead. Vaccines are safe, and vaccines are good. But somebody made the argument that the schedule of vaccines has increased in the past years, and that it is increased because the pharma the pharmaceutical companies are pushing more vaccines nowadays. And I thought to myself, well, that sounds reasonable. I wonder if that's true. And then I wandered off and did something else. But then I went back and looked at it, and no, that's not true at all. It just sounds reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's actually the CDC uh, has not increased the number of vaccines. They, it, it, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. And the pharmaceutical companies have not made this huge change, and they're not evil, and yada yada. Well, they're evil, but well, not some in of this them case. are evil, but <laughs> not in this oh, case. Yeah. <laughs> but so she say. put out she put out a statement that said, "I think there's no question the vaccines have absolutely been critical in ridding us of the scourge of many diseases, smallpox, polio, etc. They're invaluable." as a medication, but like all medication, they should be approved by a regulatory board and people that we can trust. And she goes on to say that the FDA and the CDC need to have not, not be influenced in any way by the, you know, like the Monsantos of the world or the other, uh, not other, but the big pharma companies. Correct. And which, okay, that is a logical statement to make. However, Vaccines and other biological products, there's an advisory committee, and they are not influenced. Well, I can't say they're not influenced, but there are no drug companies that hold seats on that board. Hmm. So the board that is responsible for reviewing this, in theory, is not being influenced, and there's no evidence that it is being influenced by Big Pharma. So her statement is very much correct and redundant? Yet, misleading. Well, yeah. a little misleading because she's giving anti-vaxxers a little bit of ground to stand on. Yeah, exactly. You give well, them a little well, bit of wiggle room. Yeah, and they shouldn't have any. And I, Because I, I was on board for a little while. I was like, you're right. Vaccines are great. And I'm like, you're right. Government agencies shouldn't be influenced by big corporations because that's when you know the quality goes out the window. But apparently there's no evidence to suggest that there is any sort of lack of quality control. The only thing that would make me skeptical is the, uh, you know, the FDA and uh, CDC. the CDC have been lying to us about the effects of marijuana for 80 years now. And people are just now starting to come around on, you know, what it does. So, well, uh, I am not entirely, <laughs> you know, on board with that they're an uncorruptible agency. But I can accept that there's no current corruption. Well, have they been lying about marijuana or have they been following the guidelines of the law, which uh, kind of tied their I hands? Mean, again, this was, this was something that, that Dr. Gupta addressed when he reversed his position on marijuana. He's like, I'm sorry. I was just taking what they told me at face value, mm. you know, all these years with the, with the FDA. It turns out that that's not accurate. And, uh, you know, they have – and again, it's for those – for largely, uh, you know, appropriate reasons because it was illegal and the government wanted to, you know, maintain it as a, you know, schedule, what, a, schedule one, schedule, schedule a, a. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, they were like, nope, gateway drug. It's very dangerous. And he was <laughs> like, no, it's not at all. All those things have been, have been now that we've had time, chance to test it. And so, yeah, I'm really, I think that, I don't know. It seems like a lot of hate on Jill Stein for, for not a lot of, she, I mean, she's being a little too politician-y. She was really trying to make everybody happy when, in fact, she said nothing that was inappropriate. <laughs> right. I think well, that was... the more important question is, who the fuck is Jill Stein, and why do I care what she's tweeting? <laughs> she is a Harvard no, Medical I... <laughs> Harvard Medical physician. She's a physician that graduated from Harvard Medical, so she should know better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's. Do, I mean, I mean, Jill Stein has no chance of winning the presidency, right? No. Uh, more than Ben Carson, but less <laughs> than, say, you know, Hillary. Does Ted Cruz have a better chance of getting the presidency over her right now? Oh, I'd say they're mm. a dead even split. 
Yeah. I would say Jill, Jill Stein's like your new, she's your new Ralph Nader. Right. But, I, I mean, again, it just seems like it's out of fucking nowhere. It's like, as soon as they realized that Bernie was not going to get it, mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden I started hearing about Jill Stein. Like, almost the next day. <laughs> right. Well, the, the Green Party has a, a lot of good core values, I think, but they've gone a little bit too far. I mean, they're all about, hence the name, green energy and, you know, save the planet. And a lot of the good hippie stuff that the, the, the kids now are starting to take up the rallying cry for. Yeah. Because it's their earth and they had to live on it, you know, in Right, and there's years. a lot of good things. There's a yeah. lot of good movement in that direction, I think. Yeah. I think well, I'm not saying the Green Party is anything bad. I just No, like, no, I, I don't know why. I mean, again, because that that group, you're right, needs a good... They need a bannerman. They need a spokesperson. Right. And now that, that Bernie has to toe the line in the Democratic Party, they they can, you know, the fringe people can rally behind Jill Stein. Unfortunately, I mean, she misstepped kind of poorly. Yeah. 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 Here's the thing. It is an incredibly minor misstep. Mm. The fact that she put out a tweet and then immediately deleted it and put something else out, that's the news. Yeah. It's not really either one of the tweets that she put out would have been newsworthy. It's the fact that she immediately redacted and changed, you know, made it a little bit more wish-wash. That's, that's it. That's the I only agree. reason. Is so, she losing supporters over this? I can't. I don't think she has enough to lose supporters over this, meaning I think the people who are supporting her are going to support her no matter, no matter what these little things that come out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just strikes a pandering a bit. I don't, yeah, I, I agree. I doubt she's gaining supporters because of right. this. No. Goddamn Jill Stein, you are my only hope and you're just a dirty politician. <laughs> I guess that, that and I guess the other disappointing thing about this is that there are people out there, including apparently Jill Stein, that labor under this fantasy that things can be achieved by deleting a tweet. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's gone if I delete it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just like email. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Deleting a tweet and retweeting something else, people be like, well, I didn't see that last tweet, so this must be legit. <laughs> Two things about Jill Stein. One, about the Green Party. The platform that they have agreed upon calls for a moratorium... On genetically modified organisms, GMOs. Boo. 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 So, if you were thinking about voting green, they're a little too far in that direction. They yeah. need to yeah. calm down. So, calm. I, are we all in agreement about GMOs, the fact that GMOs exist, and just because something is a GMO doesn't mean that's necessarily bad? Absolutely. I fully agree. I, I don't think that it's bad because it's a GMO. I don't think it instantly becomes evil that it... Because it's created in a lab instead of a field. Again, I, uh, there, the agricultural corruption is something totally separate from GMOs. Correct. And it's something that, that I better. totally mm-hmm. oppose. I've tried to explain. First of all, I was absolutely opposed to GMOs for a long time. Till I did some investigating mm-hmm. on GMOs. And realized that, we were do- that we've been doing GMOs for hundreds of years. Just right. by fucking around with crops and changing seeds and all that stuff like that. But the things that Monsanto does to actual farmers to fuck them over oh, and yeah. shit like that is horrible. Yeah. Monsanto's a horrible company. And I can still like GMOs and hate Monsanto. I've tried to explain this to a friend of mine who just cannot get her head around it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, yeah, with many, as with many things, there, there are no absolutes. You know, look at the, the dogs that we have adopted from the wild. That's GMOs. We have, we have created a genetically unmodified organism. Look at that. That's right. <laughs> Every dog is man-made. Yeah. That's, a, that's fr- when I found that out, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. How did I not know this? <laughs> <laughs> they all look like wolves at one point, yeah. Right. 
And then like, one really lazy wolf that was really <laughs> smart was like, Hunting's for suckers. Yeah, I get scraps and all I do is got to bark a couple times when a bear comes by. This is the life. <laughs> I'm now a breeder. <laughs> but you see, like a rational person, I believed one thing, became informed on it, and was able to change my opinion. Yeah. And not just, as Ray hates it, double down on my stupidity. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's not my. I've I've given up on that, and but well, I've I've come to accept the double down phrase. The phrase that's killing me now is the bounce, the bounce, <laughs> the post, the post convention bounce. Mm. If if you've watched CNN at all since last Thursday, they talk about how Hillary's numbers have gone way up, Trump's numbers are gone way down, but it's the bounce, it's mm. the convention bounce, and they said bounce. About 80 times in five <laughs> minutes. Mm. Uh, I thought it was called the convention bump. They went with bounce this time. I have they no idea. They went with, I was going to say they love that. And, and I've, I've seen that, you know, time and again, there'll be some sort of, you know, catchphrase that, that one, like, station or reporter will grab onto, and it'll just spread like wildfire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert was one of those for a while. They were using the wrong. Spoiler alert, I like cupcakes. That's not a fucking spoiler. <laughs> uh, there were quite a few. And I again, I found that a lot of, you know, comedy shows and, you know, daily shows and those type shows have, have highlighted them. And, and I find, when especially when they, when they highlight them, I find them quite funny. There was one where it was probably two years ago where some sort of, large math error had occurred in a in in a fair in the uh, in wall street and everybody was dying to use the phrase fat fingered <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was like it was like 80 or 90 different pundits saying and apparently it was just the guy fat fingering his keyboard i was like fat <laughs> <laughs> fingers don't don't use it like that. That's no, no. no it was it was great, but I I agree. The bounce was silly. The bounce all came from uh, came from that rally across the street this weekend. Yeah, I saw some. I was telling uh, some Jared uh, because I told him about our our weekend adventure. Mm. I saw some footage the next day about the the convention mm. that or the 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 rally the the Hillary Clinton rally that was going on next door to our superior convention. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, what happened was. Mark Cuban walked in, picked up the mic, said, don't vote for Trump. This guy's a jagoff. Dropped the mic and walked out. <laughs> jagoff, those words? As he said, yes. Very specific. They highlighted it because he says, you know what we call a guy like Trump here in Pittsburgh? Friggin' jagoff. <laughs> nice. It was like, oh, jagoff. It's home sweet home. <laughs> I had no idea that that convention, or not convention, but that rally was going to be so entertaining. Yeah, who knew? Uh, ours was still better in, in every way. In the meantime, while that while that rally was going on, Karen and I ran into five middle-aged women uh. in a Starbucks <laughs> who were talking about how, I mean, there's a Hillary rally going on across the street. They're talking about how bad she is, how bad she would be for the country, and how they were going to vote for Trump. And I'm like, really? You're, you're middle-aged women. What are you... What are you doing? <laughs> he hates each and every one of you. It thinks you're all inferior. Yeah. Right. 
in every way that he can. And did you not hear? He's a jagoff. <laughs> did they look, these women, intelligent at all? Or did they just look like five fucking morons talking about something they didn't understand? They were well-dressed, middle-aged. They looked fairly well off. They looked kind of like a, a, a group of college roommates that got back together again, you know, 30 years later. <laughs> oh, I know the type. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. No. I got it. I got it. Oh, Drinking. that's good. And what I forget what the one woman was saying. She's like... Trump may say dumb things, but Hillary does dumb things. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> Sitting at the table, ne- ne- table next door, going, I want to hit them both, all of them. <laughs> Apparently, not paying people who do work for you is not a dumb thing. It's a mm. great thing. It should make you president. Yeah, he's done that to a lot of people. Holy yeah. crap! Well, is, I think there was a big, some kind of rally or something down at the Taj Mahal because he fucked everybody there out of their pension or something or some kind of benefits or something's going on. Oh wow. Yeah, that's something he would do. Oh yeah. Well, he's he, he doesn't have any part in Trump Taj Mahal no, anymore. He, does he he doesn't own anything there anymore, does he? I don't think so. Oh, the way that I read it they were alluding that he had made this decision, but Oh, it's very possible. Who knows? It's all presidential material to me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's clear that he should be the president. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Arizona. Yeah, oh, sure. Thank goodness that uh, they, they kicked <laughs> off this show, if I remember correctly. For like the first three weeks, that was our go-to state for. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In and this this actual topic. Yeah. Uh. Oh, really? Yeah. They, oh man, I miss Arizona. Hit me. They are at it again. So uh, atheist politicians opening prayer absolutely infuriates Republicans. Here was their next move to ensure God was invoked. So they uh, let a, a secular uh, member of the House of Representatives give the prayer. And then a bunch of people stood up and said, you didn't mention God, you did it wrong. And the priest who just happened to be sitting at the at the press table got up and said a prayer just to make yeah. sure. God, this country. No, <laughs> so this is what happened this time. Yeah. This back and forth. Okay, I thought this was... Uh, so the follow-up is nothing has changed. Yeah, the follow-up is nothing has changed. They're still at it. <laughs> it's, it's one dude who is standalone against their... <laughs> the hateful masses of Arizona. Right. Well, uh, at one point they had a Satanist come in. That was that whole thing. Um, but now this, yeah. this time, so they, they got a, a, an avowed atheist, got up and did a very nice speech about, you know, we're all in this together. Don't bow your heads. Take a look around. These are your coworkers and your friends, yada, yada, yada. And he was denounced. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> But this is all based on an interesting court ruling, though, which is uh, Green versus Galloway. The United States Supreme Court ruled that you can have chaplains open each legislative session, but you cannot exclude anybody. That's the whole point of this whole thing. And they just did it again. They excluded explicitly somebody that does not believe in their God. Right. So. Well, they let him have a say. Yeah, but then they trumped him. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> They've taken that word back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. <laughs> they- they followed up with a, you know, quote, actual prayer, unquote, because what he did was not good enough. Yeah. Mm. Anybody yeah, watch Jim Jeffries' new comedy special that came out like a month ago on Netflix? Not yet. I have not seen the new special, no. Where he does a great bit about how if you try to imagine human beings in the world as a train, <laughs> mm-hmm. and at the front of the train, the people who are operating the motor and making it move and figuring out new ways to make it go faster are all scientists and atheists and teachers and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. And in the second car, there's a few people, agnostics, wandering around telling people that they're spiritual or whatever, but they're not religious. You know, fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and the last train is filled with everybody, the last car is filled with everybody else wearing stupid hats, wearing stupid clothes that they think they're supposed to wear, worshiping God, stuff like that, and just holding the whole fucking train back. 
<laughs> weighing it down. <laughs> and every so often, the guys in the front car are just like, I can just pull this pin. I just pull his pin out, and we can go forward so fast. <laughs> just leave him behind. He says it a lot better than me, but every time you tell me a story, I think about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> just pull the pin. Oh, that would be uh, that'd be glorious, but then I wouldn't have anything to do on Tuesday nights. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it wouldn't be so bad if they would stay in the back of the... You know, that sounds bad. If they just stayed in the back of the train. <laughs> It's weighing us down. Yeah, but they keep rushing forward is the problem. They keep trying That's to take true. over. Oh, yeah. But they have to get through that middle car. The, the problem is... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, forget. I, don't, I didn't make this joke up. I'm not going to check it. It's a good joke. It's not a it is. superb analogy. <laughs> so we've been talking. He's He's been on the cusp of the conversation a lot. Mm-hmm. So this week, though, have you seen the numbers? Trump versus Hillary. Have you? The latest, have you, I yeah. think I saw the latest today that they were saying. The latest that I saw was that Hillary is still up. After the convention, she jumped up like seven points, and Trump has yet to recover from the loss, and all due to the, uh, forget his first name, Mr. Kaiser. Kaiser mm. Kahn. Yeah. 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 Kaiser. Yeah. He has been on CNN nonstop since the convention, mm. and... What I don't think that Donald Trump realizes is Trump is the one putting him on CNN. Oh, yeah. His speech was great. It was, I mean, it was solid. It was very pointed, but but to the point. And Trump says, oh, well, he attacked me so I can attack him back, basically, is his logic. Khan did not attack him in any way. He attacked his statements. He attacked his, what he has put out as his platform, but he didn't attack him personally. It's not like he, you know called out his family and or called him an idiot. And I mean, he, he, he called out the things that Trump has been saying, which is perfectly legitimate. Mm-hmm. But, but the fact that Trump is coming back so hard, that's what's putting him on CNN constantly and on all the other news channels. And I don't think that Donald Trump realizes that. I mean, it's the same reason that Trump is on TV all the time is because everybody is giving him that time by criticizing him and, if Trump would have just said, look, his son was, you know, we appreciate what his son gave for this country, and that speech would have been, nobody would have heard it who didn't listen to the convention. Yeah. Right. Mm. I and have to imagine that there is somebody in his party or in his campaign saying, just say you're sorry for his loss and that you're sorry that he doesn't agree with you and leave it at that. And Trump's like, no, <laughs> I cannot let this shit lie. Well, he can't let anything lie. That's the problem. He has such thin skin. Or do you think everybody around him is just saying, yeah, say whatever. Just, what, yeah, that's fine. Say that. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, but- I think so. I think everybody's pretending to toe the party line, and they're just hoping that he just sinks the ship on his own. I'm, but I'm talking about the people who are actually working for him, like, who are trying to get him to win. Oh. Uh... Like, what are they saying to him when he opens? <laughs> like, just fucking say you're sorry for his loss and move on. <laughs> I assume he only surrounds himself with like-minded idiots. I guess so. With the Mike Pences of the world. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, and his fa- his family are some of the people that he listens to the most. I can't imagine... I, I don't think they want him to be president, honestly. Really? I think they do. Uh, but, they no. might, but listen, they were raised by him. I can only think they think like him a little bit. Well, they weren't really raised by him. They were raised by nannies. Right. <laughs> they were taken back into the fold when they became adults. Right. 
when they were children. That's true. We, we did not see them at all when they were children. No, you haven't seen the. Do you know how he has a son that's around, I don't know, six, seven years old, and maybe eight years old? I yeah, he talks about I'm, him all the time. Little talks, Baron Trump. Yeah, he talks about him. You never see him. I, you see him in, in posed photographs every once in a while. That's it. Well, I've heard very disturbing things about children who are raised with that kind of money mm. and just have no. They have no real concept of how the world works. Like, I think it was a doorman or something was talking about how the Koch brothers' parents were very nice people mm-hmm. to them and would give them nice tips and would say hi to them and happy holidays and Merry Christmas, you know, whatever the fuck, whenever they walked by. Mm-hmm. And the children, by the time they got to the age where that kind of stuff might be appropriate to say, were total dicks and wouldn't even look in their direction. Mm-hmm. So Already I don't know. I mean, I don't really know a lot about his children, except that one of them loves to trophy hunt and is a real cocksucker. <laughs> um, so so Eric, that, is, is that the one that's not named Donald Jr. and clearly pissed because he's not the favorite? Yeah. <laughs> well, which he's is the one? Thir- that, Thurston von Douchebag. Trump. Thurston von Douchebag. <laughs> is he the one that was in Scranton and was relating to the common people and saying how he understood their plight? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Did you hear the one where they said that Ivanka would never let herself be uh, sexually molested or by a sexual predator or something like that? She, That's she exactly never... where I was going, Eric. <laughs> Eric. So Donald Trump, in an interview yesterday, was was asked about if, what if Ivanka was sexually harassed at work, and I don't know what prompted it. it uh, apparently, they got into some sort of discussion about you know women's rights. And he was asked specifically about Ivanka. What if she was harassed at work? His response was, I would like to think that she would find another career or find another company if that was the case. What? That was Donald's response. So apparently his idea is that workplace harassment is completely on the victim to take care of it. Absolutely. It's their fault for continuing to want to have a job. So later in the day, Eric Trump... One of the children, and man, this guy, I don't know which one, if he's, I don't remember the name, Baron Von Douchebag or whatever. I think Eric is Thurston. (laughs) Okay. But he came out and said that a strong, powerful woman like my sister Ivanka would not allow such harassment to occur. That's his statement. Ah, so, so he's he is again. It is the victim's fault, right? Yes. He is doubling yeah. down <laughs> on it's wow. the victim's responsibility. Women who get sexually harassed at work are weak, obviously, and they should they should realize that there is an unlimited number of job of equivalent job opportunities out there, and if you're having trouble at one, just go get another. Naturally, that makes perfect sense. Never occurred. To me. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part about when he he tweeted this statement about how a strong, powerful woman wouldn't allow herself to be subjected to it, <laughs> Megan Kelly retweeted it and just said, sigh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but swinging it back to uh, Trump and Kaiser Khan, <laughs> yeah. he is getting Trump a lot of flack on this one. Oh, oh yeah. He, I don't I know mean, if this is recoverable. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I mean, one, I love the fact, the irony that he's being brought down by a Muslim mm. but all these vet groups are coming out against him. John McCain was like that's it, I'm fucking done with this asshole. <laughs> 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 and a lot of Republicans were like, oh man. Except for Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan still like, oh Tell that's so deplorable what he just said. Yes, I still endorse him. Yep. <laughs> Still Are they ever going to get to the point where they're like, 
fuck it. We'll try again in four years. Vote for Hillary, please. <laughs> well, I, I got to think that Paul Ryan's got to get close, though, because Trump refused to endorse Paul Ryan in his current race and said, I haven't made up my mind yet, which is exactly what Paul Ryan said about <laughs> Trump before he knuckled under and supported Trump. So, yeah, Trump just gave him a big middle finger. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I, I don't... Well, he's just got it. He's got it. You're right. Ryan has got a duck and cover because as far as, you know, mm-hmm. young but classic Republican Party, like genuinely, I believe with Paul Ryan, sky is the limit for that guy. He should absolutely try to wash his hands of all this nonsense because he has future president written all over him. Potentially. Yeah, absolutely. He is. I would never vote for him. No. And he seems like a total D bag, but he is. Everything the Republican Party would want. I mean, he's he's got he's got the rhetoric down. He's popular. He's he can speak you know, flu- fluidly. He, right, he yeah. can speak fluidly. He is he he looks the part. Right, yeah. He's reasonably you know handsome and intelligent. My goodness, I they, I mean that's that seems like a dream <laughs> candidate. I can't believe they put Trump. In front of him, this it, for this election, to be honest, well, he you can see the pained look on his face too when they're asking him about Trump. He's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, please stop asking." <laughs> just, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, are they that? Are these people who have who are still hitching their wagon to him? Are they so worried about Hillary Clinton, like that they're just like, "We'll take this fucking maniac"? Or because there's, I've seen a few GOP guys like are like, "That's it, I'm officially done. I'm actually voting for Hillary." You know, and mm. I'll try again in four years, but not all of them. No, the, the problem is, is that if they don't support the Republican candidate, they will be traitors and they will not be reelected. That's their problem. Yeah. Well, I, you have you have Mitch McConnell at the head of that order. He is absolutely 100 percent against Hillary Clinton, and it doesn't matter what it takes. Right. Well, yeah. not like that. He's against anything. He's blocking that the Supreme is, Court justice. He's, I mean, yeah. he's Jesus. like. We'll never let Obama get anything through. He yeah. just that he guy just, is yeah. He's the worst. Oh yeah, Mitch McConnell. He is currently. I mean, he, I mean, he's no Trump, but I mean, as far as semi normal, yeah. He's just what a turd. Mm. If if a turd put on a pair of glasses and a sh- some shoes, that mm. would be Mitch McConnell. Well, crossed with a little bit of turtle. He's got a little bit of turtle yeah. in him. He, he does <laughs> like from that movie Master of Disguise when uh, Dana Carvey did the Turtle Man. <laughs> Oh, yep. yet, I do see they, it, but the, yet they—a lot of these people just can't go. Oh, this is—I mean, like as crazy as he is, they're just like, okay, this has got to be the best thing. Like they just can't take a fucking hit on this one and be like, we'll try again in the next four years. Yeah, all right. It can't be any worse. Yeah. <laughs> they made him their damn fault. Oh, it's yeah. our fault too. Sort of our fault. Not my fault. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I never even watched his damn reality show. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, uh, the the PC culture created Trump, created people wanting to vote for him. Mm. They love that he's not politically correct because yeah. people nowadays will, I mean, rip your throat out if you say something un-PC. And uh, people are sick and tired of that shit, you know? Sure. I, I could see it sliding backwards a little bit out of the political correctness. Can, but can we not be out-and-out racist? That's too far. I, I agree with you. Yeah. There is there is a line, but sometimes you know you cross a little bit of that line, and you, I mean I think it was last Halloween the girl was yelling at the president of Princeton or something like that about saying like hey if you want to dress up like Pocahontas go ahead, mm. and she went she's like you're a fucking awful human being and you need to die and you need to quit over a, 
or a fucking Halloween costume. This that, yeah, that's too far. It's <laughs> that kind of shit that people are like, yeah, I want Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so uh-huh. we're, we're all to blame. <laughs> well, according to Real Clear Politics, uh, Clinton is up by four and a half points currently. So that's good. So it's dropped back down a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, I heard seven this morning. Well, the thing is, the, but the the that that's actually, I guess, a popular poll. That doesn't actually matter. It's all no. about actually the state the state rate races, and she's ahead. And you know, it just changed order. But Pennsylvania and Ohio, she's ahead. Um, ahead in Michigan. I mean, it's the Rust Belt states that are going to win it this time. So well, that that's the bounce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's ahead by five by five points in Pennsylvania. So go us. Wow. And everybody I know in this state on my Facebook page is a Trump supporter. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, of go us, I hear they just took all of your money, Jared. Oh, yes. If we want to shift gears to a different story, this Uh-oh. is awful. Do. So uh, as of yesterday, Pennsylvania instituted some new tax laws, and they bumped the price of cigarettes up by a dollar a pack. Wow. Wow. That's a huge increase. Yeah. Oh, wait. Get, but wait. There's more. But yeah. wait. I, uh, on this, I haven't purchased a pack of cigarettes in forever. What were they at? <laughs> they were roughly around the five, I would say averaging about 550 a pack, depending wow. on what brand you got. Wow. Okay. Which which is still pretty high for Pennsylvania, because Pennsylvania used to be really low with cigarettes. True. Not, not compared to Jersey or New York. But hmm. anyway, they've all gone up a dollar a pack. In addition to that, if you're a non-smoker, you are still going to be feeling some of this heat if you use Netflix or Hulu, because now there is a 6% charge on all digital downloads and subscription services for digital stuff. So it's a sales tax on the monthly cost of Netflix? I don't know how that works yet, and I don't know if it works if you already have an account, hmm. if they can suddenly bump you up. But if you, they did say if you put a Pennsylvania address in, you will be charged 6% now. There's more. Okay. <laughs> Starting October 1st... All smokeless tobacco and vaping materials for us people who maybe want to quit smoking afterwards when they go up a dollar are getting taxed 40%. Wow. Whoa. Was yeah. there, what, what was the tax on it before? Just regular sales tax? I imagine, yeah. Okay. So it's probably it's getting it to match cigarette taxes. In a sense, yeah. And mm-hmm. so a lot of these mom and pop shops are going to be all going out of business doing vape stuff. So all those vape stores you saw open up, they're all going to be gone mm-hmm. by October 1st. Um, and this is to pay for that $31 billion that we are in debt here in this state. Hmm. Thank you, Corbett. Thanks, Corbett! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I guess the uh, the money coming in from the casinos is not enough. And I, can they, they can't use it for that, can they? That has to be to offset Homestead or something? I don't know how the casinos work. I mean, I figured that was all Indian money that they <laughs> No, no, no. That, go, that goes into Pennsylvania. But I think it goes uh, to the Homestead tax relief. So your, your first home that you own, you get some money off of your uh, school taxes. I think that's what oh. it goes to. I should oh. know that. I'm a real estate agent, but I don't know. You should know that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't deal in the mortgage part of it, you know? <laughs> well, it's the tax part. It's, uh, homestead is what it's called. Because it, it's, you know, they, they reduce the taxes on your home. Not oh. your vacation house, but your home. So, huh. so either way, suck it, Netflix subscribers. You're going to be fucked just yeah, like me. Yeah, I'm sort of, but much less percentage, but... That just seems odd. I don't know how they're going to structure that. I'm not 100% sure that that's legal. Well, and the, the odd part about it is, though, is that you know, we're $31 billion in debt. Mm. The cigarette tax, they said, will bring in about 430 some odd million dollars a year. And the digital downloads and Netflix stuff will only bring in about $47 million. So we're not even close to getting out of debt right. with this tax. So where right. are they going to get the rest of this money from? Schools. Yeah, they'll, they'll cut education. Yeah, I guess so. 
Oh, but you, but to swing it back around to this, the yeah, things that are go. exempt from this tax, mm-hmm. all these taxes, are uh, magazines, newspapers, and Bibles, oh. whether they be digital downloaded or paper bought. What if you listen, get the, the Ten Commandments? Oh, what if you only do you know uh, religious-based stuff on your Netflix account? Then do you have to pay oh. 6%? <laughs> that's, that's a good point. What if I were to watch that Dragon's documentary that just proved the existence of God? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, the, the Netflix thing, that's only 6%, I'm assuming. It's just sales tax on the $25 yeah. or whatever it is. Right. So, whatever. I'm confused. <laughs> if you really I... want to be a dick and get out of it, I guess maybe you could try. <laughs> yeah, but 12 cents a month, I'm not really worried about it. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm confused. How would how does that ex- exemption apply to... So, you're talking about cigarettes and smoking paraphernalia being higher taxed. How, how are magazines and the Bible related to that tax that they're applying? I guess for digital stuff? Digital downloads. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the digital download portion. Uh, is not for books, magazines, and digital Bibles. So you could download a movie, and that's taxed, like through um, Amazon or something. What if it's a Kirk Cameron movie? <laughs> <laughs> Double the tax. <laughs> the TV shoots a, a boxing glove on a wire at you <laughs> in the face. Why are you ordering that? Uh. Huh. Well, while it, yeah, it's, it's syntax. Syntaxes are easy to get past. People now that the the cigarette lobby is functionally dead, True. right? There's nobody to fight them. Yeah, I mean, listen, the cigarette thing sucks. I, I and I'm just like, okay, you know, it was bound to happen. Mm. The vaping stuff, though, I was like, god damn, mm-hmm. that's rough. And fuck you, you Bible thumpers and your non-tax <laughs> Bibles, your digital. <laughs> Why is a digital version of the Bible anyway? <laughs> so you can carry it around on your iPad. That's true. <laughs> Except that there are a thousand free copies you can download. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. But if we want to cover that $31 billion, maybe we should start charging some churches some taxes in this state. There you go. Just even if you concentrate on the ones that don't follow the law, which says you cannot recommend or induce or encourage your people to vote for a particular candidate. How about if we just go after their tax money? Yeah. Because they don't actually, you know, apply the law. Or enforce it. Right. No, that's fine. I, I would go even less. I would, I would drop, I would pull further back and be like, if one of your employees has been convicted of child rape, mm. you're no longer tax exempt. There you go. It's a- I would like to think maybe that could weasel its way through, but they'll be like, well, we, we shouldn't all be held responsible just because all the priests we've ever hired are rapists. <laughs> all right. Just your local diocese then. Your local diocese is in charge of keeping track of all the people that you hire. How about background checks? That might be nice. <laughs> background checks? That's the most worst, th- awful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> for anything. Guns, anything. <laughs> I don't like those words, background checks. We have to do background checks for the university. Every person we hire is to go through a background check. And one of them comes up as a child molester? Do you still hire them? No. 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 <laughs> try to tra- no. Do you try to transfer them to one of the satellite campuses? Do you no. just get them out of your hair? <laughs> Weird, but no. We're not Catholic. Come on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, well, not all of us. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be <laughs> sorry. I never put it in that perspective. Of, <laughs> wow, they're taking this whole Penn State Beaver thing way too literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just going to move I'm you just, over to Hazleton, then we're going to shuffle you to the Sprint, right? Yeah. yeah I was Everybody just joking. <laughs> they only molest little boys. They don't hurt girls. <laughs> the Beaver is uh. safe. <laughs> 
So on on the line of PA sales tax, I did also want to bring up that there was uh, news in the hometown of State College that carrying up to 30 ounces of weed. Wow. 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 (laughs) Sorry. 30 grams. 30 grams. (laughs) Which which is about equivalent to an ounce. 30. Wow. 30 ounces. 30 ounces of walking downtown wearing a suit made entirely of weed. (laughs) Smoking myself on the way to the bar. That's amazing. Making, yeah, no, 30 uh, grams, absolutely. That was funny. Making uh, Cheech and Chong jealous there. Seriously. <laughs> uh, so 30 uh. grams, you can carry up to 30 grams of weed or, what was it, 8 grams of... Hash? I don't know either. I don't know the article, but I'm hoping it's hash. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Um, I, I, I don't have it here in front of me. So, but that is now no longer a misdemeanor. It is now the equivalent to carrying an open alcoholic beverage in public. So you can be fined up to $250 for, for, well, not possession, but for having up to 30 ounces of weed. And uh, $350 is the fine if you are actively smoking it in public. It's not bad. So that is a good improvement. Absolutely. I mean... So I, I, there's so many questions that I have just because I, I, I need to, like, know how far this is going to go. I don't know where they stand on things like edibles and sprays and drops. Mm. I'm also curious, you know, like, how, how far is this going to progress? Because I know, like, the open container laws for up here in uh, Williamsport during the Williamsport Mardi Gras Festival, uh, as long as we put some traffic cones at one end of the main drag and then some traffic cones at the other end of the main drag, then we call that the Mardi Gras zone, and uh, open containers are okay for that for that <laughs> night. So are they going to have, you know, we can throw up some cones at one end of the main drag, <laughs> cones at the other end of the main drag, and then on 420, I can smoke in the streets? Maybe you know, col- maybe on Allen Street between College and, and Beaver for yeah, Arts Fest. You can yeah, see. well, Arts Fest will be way too popular. I was just saying for 420, they'll just have their huh. own little... Cannabis fest. There you go. Well, they have the the um, the the farm thing. What the hell is it called? The not farm show. What is it called? When the people <laughs> come? I thought you were trying to equate. I was. <laughs> the they already Fair? have that, Ian. It's called no. Earth Day. <laughs> no. They close off the road down by the one church, and they have people come and they come and sell their farm goods. The farmers market. Farmers market. Thank you. <laughs> farmers market. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Our organic farming friend can grow marijuana and sell it at the farmer's market. And you can smoke down there. Oh, I was dying to see where you were going because I was like, (laughs) where is this? My farmer's market has a couple Amish people selling eggplants and whoopie pies. (laughs) Karen's farmer's market has people smoking weed in the streets. Someday. Uh, Someday. If you can drink in the streets. Fantastic. Well, that's good. I like to see any any spark, any progressive spark that happens here in Pennsylvania. It usually, you know, catches me off guard a little bit. Mm. Right. Just because we're so backwards with liquor laws. Oh, yeah. The fact that we're 
not, you know, the cutting edge, but we're at least at the forefront of the whole marijuana situation. Good on us. Yeah. Right. Now, it isn't in effect yet, but it will be once it's signed off by the mayor. From what I understand, it is expected to be signed. Yeah, I think she was very supportive of it, so. Yeah, and it is only for the local borough. It is not for the surrounding townships. It is also not for anywhere on university property, which is freaking everywhere because the university buys all the land. Mm. But what was said was Councilman Jesse Barlow said that, I know there will be some issues with it and the townships have not yet followed our lead, but I sincerely hope that they will. So they're kind of doing the, hey, we're going to do this and see if we can get everybody else to just sign on. Mm. Right. They, they tend to do things as, as, a, as a group. They have the, you know, the Council of Governments group that tries to be consistent in the rulings because you, half the time you never know which county you're in, which borough you're in. So it right. makes sense to have consistent rules. Now, to be clear, this doesn't make it legal. But it it does make it so that you don't have a you know a criminal record if you're caught with weed in town. So it's just a citation. It's just money. Right, and it's just carrying it again. Despite what we were discussing, there's no there's no smoking it in public. There's no anything of it in public. Right. Well, you, just if if you happen to be caught and you have a little less, if you have an ounce or less on you, you're just going to get a ticket. Right. An expensive ticket. Well, and smoking it is just a more expensive ticket. If smoking it in public is three hundred and fifty dollars citation. No, I can't imagine. You're willing to that... spend that extra hundred. <laughs> Fire <laughs> those <laughs> yeah. Out of you I... rich kids, that won't be an issue. <laughs> I mean, is it like? I mean, can you get parking ticket after parking ticket after parking ticket, and they'll just keep being two fifty, two fifty, two fifty? Is it like that? If, if no, you just keep as getting someone, caught, as someone who was the scoff law <laughs> in state college. They will eventually boot your car. <laughs> well, but that's if you don't pay the fine. Right. If you yes. keep paying it, is it just the same citation yeah. over and over and over? Sure. Yes, yes. Okay. absolutely. But I was the local scofflaw for four years at State College. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had company. There's, there's always somebody I was going to say, Jared, we were friends for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> So the numbers that are cited in this article that in 2015, State College Borough had 13 cases where this new ordinance would have applied. Hmm. Only 13, and only four of those were Penn State students. Well, I think usually that's because, I mean, the the local cops are not, they don't, they have no need to drag you in for that. They're realistic and reasonable for the most part, people, not all of them. Some There's a couple of jackasses. But if they catch you, they're just going to throw it away, tell you get rid of it, kick you in the ass, and t- go on your way, for the most part. In contrast, yeah. in the same time period, the university police charged 164 individuals for the possession of the same small amounts of marijuana. Jesus. Wow. Damn. So That's a bummer. Don't go onto campus. Seriously. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah, this article says, said something about um, federal financial aid requirements at the university. So they are right. under some other rule set. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying anyone's to blame or anyone's being a dick about it. They have to. Yeah. They they really have to be strict. Otherwise, you know, federal funding is out the window. And yeah, you have to take it seriously. Right. So Hopefully the uh, the other townships, however will continue along this route. Right. Well, I mean, the lesson is, if you if you want to smoke pot in, in and around the universities, you know, Penn State University, live on West College Ave like everybody else does. Just don't go <laughs> past Coral Street. <laughs> You'll be <Right>. fine. <laughs> and that will make sense to 1% of the people listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's where all the people who smoke pot live anyway, so. It is. Oh, I know. I live there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't live there. I lived in State College. <laughs> cool. All right. That was a good show. Thanks, we're, guys. We're, well, we're getting close. I've got one oh, more no. thing I one wanted more. to mention. Okay. Oh, my God. I'd have missed it. I'm sorry. So in... <laughs> In Australia, well, it's been across the world, but in Australia specifically, yeah, this is a lighthearted thing. There has been a trend where people have been, in in a census, they have been marking their religious preference as other and writing in Jedi. (sighs) And it has that in England and Wales, nearly, uh, what was it? It was 400,000 people marked Jedi as their religion in the official census in 2001. So this was a big boom in 2001. However, in 2011, which is apparently the, the most recent census in Australia, the people who identify as non-religious was up to 22.3% of the population. Wow. They were second only to Catholics with 25%. So the hmm. Australian atheists are trying to get people to stop marking Jedi or Pastafarian because it is including those people in the religious believers. They are religious others, and they count as religious. So they want those people to be marked as non-religious and join the 22.3% that are saying they're non-religious so that that group can get more of a say in government. So but, That's reasonable. Yeah, but only point, was it point 0.37% of the population marked Jedi, so that it wouldn't increase. Them. That was in that was in two thousand one. Okay, so but based on the whales percentage, they're they're supposing that four percent more than said they were non-religious are non-religious. Right. So they could beat the Catholics. Right. Right. And either either <laughs> way, I mean, one, it's not funny, so just stop. Yeah. I disagree. No one, it's fucking hilarious. But <laughs> no, no one, no one I, taking the set. As no someone one who once yeah. managed a restaurant and hired a waitress unseen on the spot when I called her, because when I looked at her uh, application, she put practicing Jedi, and I said, I want this person to work here. I don't care how bad of a waitress <laughs> she is. And I hired her. <laughs> well, see, again, that'll be viewed on an individual basis. The census, no one cares. Okay, yeah, okay, I will give That's you that. Not, on the that, census, that yes. part. That part is not funny. Yeah. Uh, two, I would get, this, is, this echoes the message that Ray and Karen brought back to us after the Reason Rally. Mm. Is that you know stop tr- stop trying to fragment a group that is has all the same interests mm-hmm. by needing to be different and calling yourself a humanist or a secularist or a Jedi or a Pastafarian or any of those things. Just the larger the group, the more influence you have. Right. Please help us gain more influence. Just Unless check the right box. Don't you put are it one proper. of those. <laughs> Super nerds Unless- who is an actual practicing Jedi. <laughs> you need you have bigger problems. <laughs> yeah. Serious? Then still don't do it because man, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. Unless you want to work for Jared, then by all means. Check, check no, no, Jedi. I agree with you. On the census, please just put down atheist or non-religious. But if you're going to put an application in towards me, practicing Jedi will get you hired on the spot. <laughs> Good to know. I have I, no I, argument I, to that whatsoever. Say, I now need to know how'd she work out. Yeah. Uh, she, she was okay. <laughs> <laughs> a, a little self-centered. She was very quiet. And she, and, and, uh, she was, a, uh, I, I believe, a really hardcore lesbian. So <laughs> I don't think she liked me even talking to me, period. And so I was just like, well, this backfired. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to fire her. No, I didn't fire her. She just left on her own accord. Huh? See? 
A strong woman would have never allowed Jared to sexually harass her at the workplace. <laughs> I did not sexually harass her. I asked her Star Wars questions. <laughs> did you, when you talked to her, did you look her strongly in the eye and appear in, in, intimidating? No. <laughs> I nerd harassed her. <laughs> Good times. Okay, I think that's all that we have for this week. As usual, if anyone has any comments or questions that you would like to ask us, feel free to go to ProfaneArgument.com, and you can leave your comments there. And I would also like to encourage you to check out the soon-to-be-named network at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, where you can find all sorts of different podcasts and shows that you might find interesting. At this point, I will mention that we got a comment on about this podcast tweeted to us on uh, at profane arg from a steady listener of puzzle warriors 3 a uh, actually a patron of puzzle warriors 3 named screech stopped by the soon to be named network and listened to this podcast and mm. commented and said that he really enjoyed this show as well oh. so thank you if you're listening thank you screech so, if you're interested in the Prodigal Sons podcast with Ian and Jared, with along with Brian and Adam, the Prime Defective, hosted by Jared and Brian, the Puzzle Warriors 3 with myself, Ian, and Craig, Popficacy with Jason and David, the Fresher and Parlance show with, you guessed it, Fresher and Parlance, or the Longbox Heroes and Longbox Heroes After Dark with Leonard and Todd. Any of those podcasts are available on the soon-to-be-named network. I would like to uh, thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, everyone. Good night, and may your God go with you.